Welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg Tax podcast. We'll sit down with our Hill team to discuss the latest legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone, and we're excited you're here. Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm joined today by Bloomberg Tax reporter Stu Basu. Thanks for joining me, Stu. Glad to be here. Stu, talk to us a little bit about what we're referring to as the Tax 2.0 bill. We're expecting a vote on that this week, correct? Yes. So House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady, a Republican from Texas, he's talked this up for a good part of the year. This is the Tax 2.0 package. And what's in it is uh, a bill that would make permanent on the cuts in the individual tax rates uh, that were in the 2017 tax bill that became law. These are set to expire in 2025. But uh, in the last five or six weeks, Brady and other Republican leaders have been getting hearing about some opposition from Republicans in high-tax states, House members, who do not like this uh, so-called SALT deduction, the state and local tax deduction that was capped at $10,000 in the 2017 tax law. They are not expected to vote for this bill, but uh, we are being told that the Republicans have the votes to pass this bill uh, on the floor of the House uh, as of today. If that changes, uh, we'll have to see. So they have the votes as of today. We don't know when they might actually bring it to the floor for a vote? They are expected to bring it uh, to the floor during the latter half of this week. And do we expect any additional changes, tweaks around the edges, major amendments? No major amendments, but we expect uh, efforts at least by the Dems, to make some amendments uh, when the bill goes to the House Rules Committee before it goes to the floor. And do the Democrats support any aspect of these measures? So uh, the 2.0 package, there are kind of three bills in it. The one is the individual cuts we talked about. The other is a retirement provision kind of boosting it up. And a third element deals with innovation. We've heard that uh, Democrats are interested uh, in the Republican, uh, excuse me, in the retirement bill. So we might see some uh, Democratic support for that bill. Uh, Also this week, the House Ways and Means subcommittee is expected to hold a hearing with the IRS talking about anti-fraud measures. Stu, what concerns um, do lawmakers have And what are they hoping to address at this subcommittee hearing? So uh, this hearing is on September 26th, and um, the Oversight Subcommittee Chairwoman uh, Lynn Jenkins uh, of Kansas, um, uh, she, when this hearing was announced, she talked about uh, IRS's lack of a comprehensive authentication strategy and limited online authentication, and that's contributed to the unnecessary disclosure of taxpayer information and the filing of fraudulent tax returns. So they, I presume they will get an update from the IRS on what the current situation is and where they could do better. There's a lot happening on the Capitol Hill this week. Um, continuing resolution that is also expected to come up for a vote in the House. Um, is there any funding for the IRS tied up in that CR? So, so the measure that would come before the House uh, would fund the IRS through December 7th. Uh, it is a continuing resolution, and uh, the House is expected to vote on this package uh, this week. 
And f- finally, Stu, there um, outside of the tax world, there's a lot happening on the Hill with the um, nominations process for the Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. The, uh, the lawmakers' uh, attention is elsewhere. Is there anything that's happening with that that could impact decisions that lawmakers are making related to tax policy? Any fallout from um, this nominations process? that could trickle over into tax. Yes, there is, absolutely. I was just speaking uh, with someone uh, who's a lobbyist, and you know the, the kind of message I got is that emotions are raw right now, and they could, this bruising battle over uh, Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court, uh, you know, this could kind of uh, be a negative when it comes to um, this end-of-the-year tax bill that some thought would happen uh, after the elections. And that could be in doubt if, uh, if you know, things get more, you know, heated or, you know, Democrats think that they could kind of um, score more political points by not having a tax bill at the end of the year. Um, all, what we are hearing right now, there's some chatter that um, because of what's going on uh, in D.C. right now, that the chances of that bill could be affected. And that bill, again, would include things like? There could be uh, what's called technical corrections that would fix some of the errors in the tax law. There could be one aspect of that would be tax, uh, what's called tax extenders. These are kind of uh, tax cuts that need to be renewed uh, every couple of years. and uh, maybe even uh, a bill to that would kind of retool the IRS. So that those were the elements that had been talked about before, but we'll have to see uh, what happens in the next few weeks uh, where this nomination process goes and how sore people are at the end of it. Well, lots to watch for this week. I'd like to thank Bloomberg tax reporter Stu Basu for joining me. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day. From the nation's capital, I'm Amanda Icone.